It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk program. Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Everybody and welcome to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach and Dwight McCowan hanging out with you on yet another fun day in the world of coaching. Yesterday we walked in this place and it was, well, I don't know. Pete Carroll decided he's going to quit, and yeah, some guy at Alabama decided yeah. he'd had enough, and we're like, all right, well, this is going to be an easy show today. Great. We wake up this morning, we get another one. <laughs> Bill Belichick decides that's all. At least in New England, great. And away he walks. Were you surprised today, Dwight? No, I I felt that was coming probably about a month and a half ago. You just can see his body language and and, and what was coming the last couple of years. You, that was pretty pretty easy to read right there. Even Nick Saban, I thought was pretty easy to read. To right. be honest with you, um, I actually felt more bad for Pete Carroll, who uh, kind of got treated like a stepchild. Is he didn't really get his sunshine. Uh, you know, basking. You know, I know he got kind of forced out, but he's a great coach too. But kind of got overshadowed by Nick Saban. You know. The, the three guys, Belichick never really coached at college. He was a pro guy only. Correct. Saban tried his hand at the NFL, didn't really work, went back to college. Mm-hmm. Carroll was extremely successful at USC and a Super Bowl champion in the NFL. And on a day when the three of them go out, we really dismiss Pete Carroll. Yeah, we do. Uh, and I thought Pete actually, uh, his first time in the pros, I know he didn't make the playoffs with New England and, and things like that, but they wasn't like they were awful. I thought Nick... Nick struggled more as a, as a pro as a head coach. Obviously, you know he did a good job as an assistant coach, but but Pete did a great job of re- revitalizing USC and getting the whole West Coast going back in the early two thousands. I don't know how many seventy year olds are as young as Pete Carroll. Man, that's a guy that you know if he was recruiting my son, I oh. would be like, yeah, I'm good to send him to you, man. That's that's a guy. He seemed like he would take care of your son. You know, I, I would think I would, you know, no no bad feelings I feel towards no. that guy. Yeah, no, he just he just feels like a guy that it doesn't matter if a kid's eighteen. Or a man's twenty eight or thirty eight. Pete he's, Carroll can relate to him. He seems like a guy who can relate to him. You know, I'm sure probably in the pros after about you know about five or six years, it, it kind of burns guys out. Probably the same stories, but right. those first four or five years, man, he gets the most out of those young guys. That's the challenge in the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm listening this morning about which one of the two, and now it's an outside the Pete Carroll conversation, Belichick or Saban, was the greatest of all time. You know if I. If, Obviously, it's two different sports to me. You know, it's both football, but both both games. But I would say probably Nick Saban, just because your team is changing so constantly, you have to adjust. And I thought he adjusted uh, really well to the modern times of the game. Now, 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 Belichick did too as well with the offensive innovation. I know people think he was a defensive coach, but they started running those short passing routes probably about five, six years before everybody else started right. doing it. But I think Saban did a great job of going from a slow, you know, from LSU when he was grinding it out defensive team to all of a sudden they're throwing the ball all over the yard. So he did a great job of adapting. You know, I, I, I thought about it as I listened to the answers, and I don't know that I don't go the other way and say Belichick, and here's why. Okay. Saban gets to get the pick of the litter every year. He gets 10 first-round draft picks he every year. He gets 10 <laughs> first-round draft choices. He adds to his roster on top of the 10 he had from the year before, on top of the 10 he had Great. from the year before, and it's just a rotating door of more great talent coming in. Belichick is handicapped by a salary cap, by guys who are under contract, 
who are making more money than he's making, who have heard the stories for four, five, six, ten years. Yeah. The new guys at college, oh, they're freshmen. They've never heard it before. Oh, my God. They're Great. they're listening, uh, you know, sitting on the edge of their seat to hear a Saban story. I don't know that that it's not tougher in the NFL, at least the the difference between Alabama and and uh, New England. Alabama had to win with how many different quarterbacks? New England basically won with one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying either one is bad. I just, you know, if I'm looking at the changing of the guards, the changing of the teams, that's what I look at. I guess more so, you got to learn personnel and learn, sure, learn people's personalities and stuff. Like that. That's more so. I guess that's my coach coming at me. That I'm thinking about is is the personality so much change and adjust, especially with these new generation of kids coming up. Uh, what I love about Belichick was obviously, you know, he's obviously a defensive first team, and I guess that's what bothers me a lot is, you know. I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves for those first, really those first three Super Bowls, where everybody's still saying Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and, and it's like, hey man, he he did a good job, but that was that was more so of a defensive team led, um, kind of like the the Seahawks when they uh, when they won with Russell Wilson, it was a defensive led team. Right, those guys got stops, they shut people down, they shut the coach down three straight years, just unbelievable. Yep, and you know Tom Brady was, hey man, just don't make a mistake. You know, check downs, get the right. ball out your hands, and which is okay. That's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's what team sports is about. But I just don't think they get the credit they deserve. He deserves uh, for how he orchestrated, especially um, the. Um, actually, to me, I look at him more so in back in 1990 when they slowed down the Buffalo Bills as a defensive coordinator. That's where he's like, oh man, that dude right there is an innovator. And so you look back even that far. That's you know, it's 30 some years right, ago. Right, right how he's been doing it and changing with the game. So, you know, I don't have a problem with either one of them. I just more so look at the changing of the rosters every other year with, with Nick Saban. So if you were a NFL team that's looking for a coach, does Bill Belichick get a phone call from you? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if, are we talking about just coaching? Yes. Uh, head, head coach. I'm but not talking about he D.C. Can't, he he's can't, not, no, no, he's no. not going to be No, I'm DC. saying like personnel-wise, he can't be a GM. I'm saying no, just, no, no. just head coach. coach. Just coach. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I would reach out to him. So sure. which job out there do you think? Because I heard one today. If I if, if it was me and I'm him, yeah. I, 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 you know, obviously I like good weather, so I'm going to say Los S- Angeles. Okay, so <laughs> that's, Chargers. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, but to be honest with you, um, one that intrigues me, I think, is a really good job, and I don't know how much people say it, is, is Atlanta. Yep. I, I like Atlanta in the dome yep. and in a, in a weaker South, NFC South. Yep. That's the job that I would be going for, but that's just me. And I heard that today. Atlanta? I heard Atlanta I is – perfect fit. Atlanta supposedly is going for a big splash is what was heard. Yes. A big splash. Now, that could be Harbaugh. But that could be well. That could be a Bill Belichick. I mean, I heard your show on Monday, and I'm I'm the opposite of of your guests on Monday. I'm I'm a Harbaugh guy. I right. Think, I think that guy is a freaking ball coach. Sure. So he's awesome. Oh, I get so it. So if I'm him, I'm throwing that guy to I'm throwing that guy to bang. But but man, if I'm Belichick, I would love to take that Atlanta job. I think sure. That's just a really good job. Like I said, all you gotta do, I would probably try to go make a trade for Justin Fields. See if we can make that trade happen with Justin Fields. Okay. Um, if not, you got to find a way to get up in the draft and get you a quarterback. And I mean, they're they're not. Very they're far eight. away. They're eighth in the yeah, draft. So you got to find a way to make a trade and try to see can you get up in the draft somewhere, or just see who's a free agent quarterback coming out. But you got to find a way to try to get up in that draft and make a trade. You don't like eight. You don't feel eight's close enough to be able to get a quarterback that can um, be the guy. I'm not really high on Drake May like like the, like no, the pro not scouts I'm are. Not. Um, <laughs> I worry about Jaden Daniel's size yep. in the pros, um, and so really, I mean, I really like Caleb Williams. Obviously, I just worry about the. I, Everybody has flaws that happens, but, but I would try to get up in that draft a little bit more if I could. Do you feel like it's a big enough gap between one and everybody else 
that if you don't have number one, you better find another guy? No, I'm not going to say. I'm, just because I'm not very high on Drake May doesn't mean that. I just think um, the way the way the game has changed now with a lot of short passes and screens and bubbles, you can get a guy and, and set him up for success if you have the right. Right, right personnel around him. And obviously Atlanta has the correct personnel. <laughs> you threw out Justin Fields. So if you're the Bears, you're listening for offers for the pick or are you listening for offers for Fields or both? I like Justin Fields. I I think it's been, I just think they probably need to part ways. Okay. Um, and so if, if I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm probably thinking about go ahead and resetting this clock and go get another quarterback right. and, and try to put him in a better situation for himself as so well. So Caleb Williams would go to Chicago. Yes. The number eight pick in the draft would go to the Bears, who already own another one in the yes. top top ten. I think. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so they have three in the top ten. You get rid of Fields. You start over with a quarterback. If you can't do something with three top ten picks or yeah. top eight picks, then well, I don't know what you're going to do. If I'm the Bears, I'm going to get Kayla Williams and I'm going to package those other two big deals and try to go back up and get more of a Harrison Jr. That's what I'm trying really? to do. That's what I'm going to try to do. I'm trying to level this thing up. <laughs> I got a quarterback. I got a receiver. <laughs> hey, but man. see, you might, be able to get, you might be able to get your quarterback. You might be able to get the alt kid from Notre Dame. And you might be able to get, if not Marvin Harrison, the next best receiver on the board – and now I've got an offensive lineman, a receiver, and I've got a quarterback. Well, I would love to see how um, – you're going to think I'm crazy here. I would love to see how the young man at Georgia's measurables come out running the 40 and things like that, the tight end. I think that oh, dude is yeah. – oh, my, oh, my gosh, yeah. that guy is unbelievable. Yeah. That's a that's a quarterback safe haven right there. But they got Cole Komet, who's a Notre Dame tight end. He's not a, a Pro Bowl-type player. Correct. Bowers probably will be. Oh, yes. But he's a solid tight end. I don't know that I can pick a tight end that high. I just don't know. I, it feels like it's such a luxury position Correct. that I don't know that if I'm a team that's trying to build from the ground that I think a pro, a, my priority is my upgrading tight end from a guy who's a B to a guy who's an A. Well, I just feel like the Bears, their defense is already really good and really set. I, you just got to get as many weapons as you yeah, can. Oh, yeah. So I, I just think Brock Byers, I think that guy is a special talent. I think that guy – I know – you say don't go get a tight end, like don't go get a running back, but like B. John Robinson, sometimes you just got a special talent. We're like, hey man, we got to get this guy as coaches. We got to find a way to put these guys to be, you know, we got to run some double tight end sets. We got to put them in the backfield. We got to find a way to get him to football, and that's what I would do. Which is why Arthur Smith is out of a job. Correct. He didn't oh, find a way to use there, B. John man, Robinson. You, you, you talk about a guy who who didn't deserve a position. <laughs> My gosh, I mean, just blew a lot of talent oh. with that Atlanta team. Oh. Which I'm, I was still, I, I know a lot of people were saying about Atlanta was. Um, you know they were good with their quarterback. I, I, I laughed at them last offseason when they didn't even make an attempt. Right at, at, at Lamar Jackson, I like what well, people like. Well, they're gonna re-sign him anyway. Well, you still have to call and see. Who knows? Right. They may not match. And if you can still, you can call. You can make them have to spend more money to keep him. But you have to make at least make a phone call. Desmond Ritter yeah. was a good college quarterback. Correct. You know, uh, uh, um, Blake Bortles. Yes. You remember him. Mm-hmm. A guy I was high on coming out of college. I thought, I love Blake Bortles. I love his game. Well, he wasn't an NFL guy. Correct. He was a very good college quarterback. I eat crow over that one all the time. Okay. But Desmond Ritter, to me, is the same kind of guy. Some guys transition and are better in the pros. Some guys are better in college. Bortles and and Ritter were better college quarterbacks. Ritter, if you haven't got a if you haven't got the book now and you've read it and go, you know what, this is not a guy. We got to find a guy. We do. Not, this is a Correct. quarterback league, and we don't have a quarterback. Have and if I'm Bill Belichick, whether you say I'm going to be the GM or not, 
I got to get a quarterback, or you got to tell me you're getting the quarterback before I'm agreeing to take that job. That's why I'm like, hey, man, you got to go make that trade right now for right Justin now. Fields. You got to go make that trade for me. Bring him back home to his hometown, and um, then we can make a deal. We'll yeah. Talk. Um, it's funny you say that eating crow. Not not that it's changing the story much, but uh, I remember when I was working at Pleasant Grove, and, and Josh Allen was struggling his first couple oh, of yeah. years, and and I worked with one of Josh Allen's teammates, obviously Lucas Walker. Right. And, and so the, the year that he takes off, I'm before the season starts, I'm laughing like, man, yeah, I thought you said that guy was good, Walker. He's terrible. He's throwing <laughs> picks all the time. And so that's the year that Josh Allen takes off and every. I swear, every Monday he would come into the junior high. He would look mm-hmm. at me and smile. Hey, man, did you did you watch the game? And I'm like, stop talking to me, man. Or he would send me a text with a, like a laughing emoji when Josh Allen. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, listen, you're right. I'm That's wrong. Right. Like, it happens. You know? <laughs> so it made me think about it. It's like, man, Walker would just give me a hard time every Monday about that guy. You know what? GMs missed on Ryan Leaf, too. They did. We may I, miss. They, we don't get paid millions of dollars to miss, though. I remember that like it was yesterday. People, right. I, I, want, I want those GMs to be, to be honest, the ones who said, hey, I picked more Peyton Manning. Yeah. You, you disappeared yeah, you all of a sudden. Yeah. You, did. you said it. We know you said it. We saw it. <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, Lucas Walker, I got a call today from uh, Matt Fry over at PG. He's coming in next Wednesday for a little while at 530. Uh, Pleasant Grove is uh, in a cooperative deal with uh, Walker's Complex, and they're doing a thing uh, in the community. We got a bunch of guys coming back into town, including Michael and and uh, I think Will Middlebrooks may be coming. There's a handful of guys coming okay. in. They're going to be doing some stuff next week and, and next Saturday. And so on Wednesday, Matt's coming in, and he's going to give us the lowdown on everything that's going on between the two parties, the Waka Complex and Pleasant Grove. Okay, yeah. I remember when Lucas was first starting that and doing it out of his garage. So that's awesome to hear yeah. that he, he's got it really going, and I'm happy for him. And uh, Either that or he's yeah. got a real big garage downtown. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. He, he did back then. He's, I remember he was telling me he was getting this building, so that, that's, that's really good for him. Oh, man, and uh, hey, listen, Josh Allen's doing a really good job, Lucas. So you was right; I was still wrong. <laughs> but does he have a Super Bowl yet? He does not have See? a Super Bowl. So yet, there you he, go. But he's really talented, and Josh, I mean, he used to give me a hard time. He would just he would just smile and laugh at me every other day. Well, so, you just need yeah. to make sure you go back and rem- remind him. I was talking about Super Bowls. Well, I still tell him Lamar Jackson's still better, though. Well, <laughs> Josh doesn't have an MVP. Lamar does. He does. He's does Lamar doesn't have a championship, though, does he? No, he's no have, Lamar's he, about to have two. You're right. Two MVPs, hey, so. You're exactly right. <laughs> All right, tell you what, we'll take a break. It's about uh, 14 and a half after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, we're just hanging out. We're getting started here today. We got lots going on, and we uh, we had a guest lined up. He ended up getting out of town. We'll end up telling you about that when we come back, and we'll try to get him scheduled up maybe for next week as well. So lots happening. Bill Belichick deciding I am no longer going to be the yep. coach of the New England Patriots, a mutual agreement supposedly. We'll see where he lands next. We're coming back in just a minute. Here on the fan 107.9 and on ESPN I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. 
You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ag Council. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just wanna say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Mm. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from, they can truly thrive. Like Marta. And now we'll hear from our class valedictorian, who with our hard work never ceases to amaze us. Please welcome Marta Moreno. And Alex. Hey, Alex. How did the interview go? I did it! I got the job! I can't believe it! I knew it. Let's meet up later to celebrate. And Diego. Mom! I got first place at the science fair with my volcano project! That's amazing, sweetie. Congratulations! Because when people are fed, futures are nourished, and everyone deserves to live a full life. Join the movement to end hunger at feedingamerica.org slash act now. feedingamerica.org slash act now. A public service announcement brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is Leaving the Yard, Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack. Chuck Zack. Presented by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. On 1079 The Fan and ESPN 1059. All right, 19 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard, Chuck, Zach, Dwight McCowan, as we are uh, talking up some sports here on Thursday. Phones are working today, 903-735-9905. I know they are because we tested them before the show. We uh, we put our crack uh, uh, team of tech people into the phones and made sure they had them working. So if you got the thing, 903-735-9905 is our number. And uh, we'll get you on the air with us. So there's that. NFL playoffs this weekend. 
I'm excited except for the games are on Peacock, you know. And I know what are, in the uh, hell are – what is the NFL doing? They're saying, hey, you're going to buy our product regardless. I'm, I'm not. I'm I not know. buying their product. I'm not. I'm going to find something else to do on Saturday afternoon because I, I won't be watching it. I think but. this is a huge <laughs> mistake. Oh, yeah, for, absolutely. For a, for a multi-billion dollar industry, organization, league, teams, every, each one's got billions of – you're going to go at player at fans in the most important time, and you're going to tell them, "Yeah, you want to watch our games? You got to go buy something else to be able to watch them if you don't already have Peacock." Well, yeah, that's just it. that's just the arrogance of NFL. I mean, hate I mean, it. Watch them there. They're, they're they're trying to come over to the NBA and take games on Christmas. You know, oh boy, they got games on Thursdays now. Oh boy, got games on Thursdays, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, they're going to probably start branching out the games on Wednesday soon. Who knows? I mean, they're just that's the arrogance of those guys. I'm more worried about Friday. Ow, if, man. If I don't you know if you think they, about Friday. Did, didn't we do. They did a Black Friday game. They did a Black Friday game. They did a Black game. Friday game. I don't know that we aren't going to see that be an, a, a mainstay of the NFL schedule now, is they're going to work their way into that Friday, which had always been college football. Correct. And you stayed away from that. Yeah. And, we, and you might have a Saturday game. But you just monopolized Thursday, and you went from having two games to three on Thursday, and now you're going to go in and take away Friday. I just there's some parts of the NFL's scheme. I'm not a fan of expansion overseas. I hate games in Europe. I hate them in Mexico. I hate them in if they're going to Japan. I hate them. Well. As much as people talk about the NBA, I, I think they're 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 piggybacking off the NBA. That's what they're really doing, trying to become a global sport. And this is an American sport, and so I just don't understand why you're trying to go globalize it. But uh, I can't remember what was the commentator. He made a good point. He said the NBA is the innovator. They're the one who they got to make the announcement. The NFL is going to piggyback off of it and make more money off of it. Yeah. Like, NBA's been talking about getting a team in Vegas for years. NFL jumped on it quickly and moved and moved the Raiders to Vegas. Right there. You know, so those things happen. I I'm I am I am a big Big zero, I say none fan of NFL <laughs> games in Europe or overseas oh, games. I, I, I don't understand it at all. I feel bad for the Jaguars who have to go there twice a year. It's ridiculous. Well, but they've, they've volunteered for it. It's crazy though. They want to play in Europe. I think well, they have the. I think they have the thought of they're going to be Europe's team. Well, they don't have many fans. It's probably coming to Jacksonville games anyway. So, well, and after you well. after you choke out the uh, division like you did a week ago, then you're going to have even less fans in Jacksonville. But I <laughs> I hate all of that. Every bit. So, as much as it, it, you started with the Christmas game, yes, the NBA's Christmas numbers were down. Correct. The NFL Christmas games were through the roof. And what's crazy is those games were even good games on Christmas for NFL. No. Those, 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 but, but that's the thing. But, but, but that's because of the betting. A lot of it's because of the betting in, in fantasy football. But those games were awful <laughs> to watch. The Raiders and Kansas City game was terrible yes. to watch. Terrible. Yes. It was bad optics. But the NFL doesn't care. They uh, oh, they, yeah, they literally have such a a stronghold, a stranglehold on the networks. Correct. They don't. They can put. The Giants and the Cardinals on, or you know, pick your pick your worst teams in the league. I, I can't even think who's the worst team in the league right now. I, well, think about you it. You can most, put any of them on; doesn't matter. Most Thursday night games are terrible. It's really, really bad because yes. because the guys are already they're still beat up and things like that. But it's on TV; people are going to watch. But the Peacock thing is going to work because people was complaining about Amazon Prime and and they're still getting Amazon Prime to watch the games. You know, I just happen to have Amazon Prime because I like yeah, watching I movies, too. but. 
you know, I wasn't going to go out my way yeah. if I didn't have Amazon uh, no, Prime. No, no way. But the Peacock, I don't have Peacock, and I'm not going out my way to go get it for watching no game. I'll be shocked to see what the numbers are. I would be, too. For, for this weekend. That we haven't heard, we haven't gotten the complaint yet because the games haven't been played yet. Correct. When we get done, because I think it's a Saturday game. It is Saturday, yes. Yeah, the Saturday AFC games are the ones that they're gonna they're gonna put on Peacock. I knew Kansas City was on there. Who's the other game that's on there? I know Kansas City's on there though. I was like, man, that's I don't know if it's Cleveland, Houston. Yes, that's it. It's like it's almost like if you if you're in the NBA playoffs, and you're on NBA TV. Ugh. That means you know, hey, your your game's irrelevant, really. You know, <laughs> did 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 they not learn from the NHL? The NHL went through this years ago and ended up on some crazy network. I don't even remember. And nobody saw any NHL games. Not that this is a hotbed topic in Texarkana. Yes. But if you're a hockey fan in the playoffs in particular, you want to – I love playoff hockey. Correct. I can't stand regular season hockey. I just won't stop and watch it. Yeah, there's too much of it, and I just – I don't care. There's nothing that matters to me for regular season hockey. I love playoff hockey. And yet when you put it on some ridiculous network that nobody even can find, you're killing what viewers you yeah. do have for your sport. Now here's the NFL and the NBA following that market plan, that lead, that strategy. Oh, yeah, let's put it on a stupid network that nobody has. That'll help us with our fans. But they don't care about the fans. Well, I mean, again, that's the arrogance of the NFL because they're a – we give you whatever you whatever we want to give you, and our range is still through the roof. That's right. And so it's going to take – really what it takes is fans to just tune off of it. But they can't because, I mean, I, I like football. Obviously, I have a family, and so I have things to do at times. So I'm not the type of person who's going to sit on the couch all day and watch football for 12 hours. One, because my wife is not going to allow that. But, <laughs> She's going to throw your TV out two, the window. But two, I'm going to – I'm using my son. We're yeah. going to find yeah. something else to do, so – a person like me, they don't have, but those younger guys, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to sit and watch it. They're just going to watch what they give them. Well, us older guys yeah. whose kids are gone, whose oh, wife's tuning us out anyway. That's true as well. Yeah, that's we're not well. bothering them if yeah. we're sitting there watching the game. So, they are, yeah, no, we're the demographic yeah, that, that they've true. got captured. That's true. That's true. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But your thing that you said was exactly right. The NFL gives you what they want to give you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and man, that's, that's the arrogance of those guys. And I mean, they have the right to because. I mean, who's going to really compete with them? Obviously, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, and I don't watch a ton of NBA in the regular season Me because neither. I just I don't have a sense of urgency. But I love I love playoff baseball. I'm not going to sit in July or in June and sit down and watch a nine inning baseball game. Right. But I will in October, though. Right? No, I get it. There's something that matters then. Something that matters. No, I, do you watch spring football? My gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only spring football I actually watch is, is usually if my if my former players are playing. I okay. want to you know peek in on their scrimmage. Okay. Other than that, no, uh, 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 no, I'm doing something. And it ain't that. Probably doing some yard work in my house. Aren't they combining the leagues this year? They are. That now, I think it's my college football. The college football I watch a little bit, but the the XFL slash yeah, yeah. oh, I want no part of that. Yeah, like, no, that's what I'm talking to about. me. To me, that's just it's just too much football. Like guys, you got it. You have to take a break from it. To then appreciate it when it comes back in the fall, but you know the NFL's expanded a week already, and they're pushing the season later and later. If they if they blew the NFL up to twenty games, we'd be watching it in March. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was telling a a coach on my staff who was younger than me about so I, not that I'm old, but I was like I'm forty. But when I was a little bit younger, I remember as a, when I was my teenage years, the NFL would be done at the end of January, oh, and yeah. I remember. You didn't really see the scouting come by because you couldn't. It wasn't filmed. Right. And the NFL draft was like in mid March. Right. 
And then, you know, you have those months until training camp. Now yeah. they push that thing, the draft, to basically to May. They stretch all this stuff out. It's 12 months a year now. Oh, yeah. There's no break from it. No. To me, yeah. as a fan, I get I get, I get get turned off because I see too much of it. I'm like, I need a break from it. So I'm going to circle back around to where we started this program today, which was a conversation about Bill Belichick and his okay. future. I'm in a three-way discussion today about this. And they're throwing out the potential possible landing spots. And I'm going to throw this one out. And it's, and it ties into all NFL all year, all the time. Okay. Because there's nobody better at all NFL all year, all the time than you know who down the road. Mr. Jones. Oh. I'm going to do this. If by some weird thing... Dallas doesn't end up in the NFC Championship game. Okay. Either they lose to Green Bay or they lose in round number two to either probably the Rams or Detroit. It's a strong possibility. Uh-huh. Bill Belichick is 15 wins away from the all-time record. You can't convince me <laughs> that Jerry doesn't figure this of, I get the NFL's all-time winningest coach winning in my building. May not be in 24, but it'll definitely be by 25. Why wouldn't I do that? Because winning the Super Bowl is one thing, but having the most eyes on your product is Jerry's modus operandi. What's bigger than Belichick in Dallas? Okay, I got a couple reasons I think that will stop this. One, who is Bill Belichick's uh, person that he looks up to the most in the Parcells. world? Uh, I'm pretty sure Parcells and Jerry Jones did not very get along when they finished it off. What's Bill's objective right now to take another job? He wants to win a Super Bowl. Or does he want to be the winningest coach of all time? I, th- I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I go the other direction say he wants to be the winningest coach of all time, and he's only getting three a year in New England. He can get 10, 12 a year in Dallas and be done with this in a, a season and a half. I just can't see Jerry Jones conceding any power to anybody doesn't have and, and to. Parcells was what? That's, that's Parcells was there like what? Seventeen years ago. What do you need Not in just. Dallas? I mean, if, if if you want to be the GM, what do you want to replace in Dallas? You got a Pro Bowl quarterback. You've got a maybe the best three or four receiver in the league. You've got the best pass rusher, arguably, other than a couple others. Mm-hmm. You got a solid offensive line. You got oh. a Hall of Famer at guard. What do you need that oh, that I'm team say, doesn't have? I'm saying I'm not saying I don't think Belichick wouldn't mind. I I just don't think Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones wants to be the big fish in the pond. Oh. I, I I just think his ego won't allow it. I What's mean, he, bigger than having the all time winningest coach winning in your place? Because he still wants it to be. He wants it to be. Look at me. I mean, he ran Jimmy Johnson off because he wants people to think that he's the reason they won a Super Bowl. And they, right, he's the reason they're relevant. Who's not he's, watching every Cowboy game if Belichick's on the sideline? Well, but but they're watching the Cowboys anyway, though. Oh, I know, but even more. <laughs> they watch it anyway. But even more, Dwight, even I just, more. I can't see it. I think, I think I feel bad for Cowboy fans because Jerry Jones is taking you guys for a ride, and he doesn't care. It's all about him and his ego, and I'm so sorry, fans. Which is why Belichick makes perfect sense. No, I'm actually looking at the opposite way. I think because he's taking away eyes off Jerry. Because okay, my thing hypothetically, say that he takes it in and and obviously he breaks the record. If they win a Super Bowl, where, are they going to say Jerry, you did a great job of building this team? Or you're like, man, you went and got Bill Belichick and you won it. What's that taking off of him? I mean, gosh, he held a, a grudge against Jimmy Johnson for 30 years. They hadn't won a Super Bowl in 28 years. I've, he's going. He's an old man. 
If he hoists one more Lombardi, whether it's Belichick on the sideline or McCarthy, does he care? Yes, I think he does. So I, th- I, I, I don't he, think he does. I think he cares. I, because if he didn't care, he would have been winning, got a coach with a backbone like a Parcells years ago. Here we go. We got to take a break. <laughs> About 32 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan here on the Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. 2023 was a pretty good year, especially for listeners who won prizes from us. Like that new pellet grill last spring or the Honda ATV in the fall. We gave away thousands of dollars in cash throughout the year. And more gift cards, concert tickets, and Magic Springs passes than we can begin to count. And if you think we're slowing down, well, you're wrong. Out with the old, in with the new. After we clean up the New Year's confetti, we'll tell you how to win dough from us in 2024. Thanks for listening. And Happy New Year. 107.9 The Fan. For 100 years, Arkansas State Parks have offered endless outdoor adventures and treasured places to connect with nature, family, and friends. Whatever kind of outdoor fun you're into, you can find it at 52 parks around the state. Enjoy world-class mountain biking trails, scenic hikes, year-round fishing on sparkling lakes, and much more. It's time to get outside and celebrate a century. Find your next adventure today at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. You saved my life. You held my hand when I was scared. You helped me say goodbye to my dad. You were an example for me. You gave me strength when I thought I had none left. I couldn't tell you then, but I want to say thank you, all of you, for everything. Thank you to the physicians, nurses, and others working in America's hospitals and health systems. A message from the American Hospital Association, American Medical Association, and American Nurses Association. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Now, now, here's the four states weather forecast from 107.9 The Fan. We have a 90% probability of showers and thunderstorms with winds up to 30 miles per hour and a half or three quarters of an inch rain possible. Low around 40. Showers and thunderstorms likely through midday tomorrow, 90%. Some storms could be severe. Temperatures will be falling to around 36 by the afternoon. Clear tomorrow night with a low of 23. Listen anytime on your computer or smart device through our website or with the Texarkana Media Center app from the Google Play or App Store. Leading the yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9 is presented by Liberty Ilo. ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing.
All right, we got about 25 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan here on the Thursday version of the show. No show tomorrow, and we're off on uh, Monday, Martin Luther King Day. So we will not have a show Monday. We're going to be back in on Tuesday. Uh, and we got some scheduling shuffling going on. Tyler Huff is going to be uh, busy with uh, uh, Tamu T basketball. So Kevin Carpenter is going to be in on Tuesday. Ty Taylor, we're going to try round two of getting Ty on with us 5.30 on Tuesday afternoon. So we got lots of things on the schedule. Also on the schedule, because we are coming into basketball season hot and heavy, tomorrow on uh, here on the fan, Texas High girl basketball action, 7 o'clock. Uh, Paul Wilson's going to call that for you. And uh, on 1071 KTFS, our news talk station, Liberty Ilo basketball tomorrow. I believe Earl Gill and uh, T. Randall are going to be doing that one tomorrow night. Okay. So we'll have uh, both uh, Liberty Ilo and Texas High basketball on the radio tomorrow night. 7 o'clock tip off for both of them. So you got that. My former neighbor, Shonda Wilson, good luck to you. Yeah. Texas High girls. Yes. She's my next little neighbor for about five years. They had a rough game in Longview <laughs> on Tuesday. See if they can bounce back this week. Longview tends to do that to a lot of people. I know. It's <laughs> it's the year of the Lobo. They do winning almost everything yeah, this season. Yes, they are. Anyway. Uh, I threw this out yesterday when, uh, I, when I was talking to Billy. I'm going to throw it out to you as well and get your thought on the ending of the Saints and Falcons game. <laughs> Um, who's wrong, who's right, or was – I'll just let you tell me. What do yeah, you I think? mean, I, I I agree with Arthur. I, I understand what Arthur Smith's you know, point was. You know, he's frustrated. You, you know, more, it was, it'd be different if they lined up and just went for it and right. scored. Yeah, and they scored, but they, they kind of did some trickery. Uh, but also, I man, I, I get what, what the Saints players was, was, was doing, you know. I, if I was, if I was um, the Saints coach, I wouldn't have came out and threw my players under the bus like that, though. You know, I would have took one for the team and just been like, yeah, that was our decision. I'm sorry about that, guys. We made no disrespect. We just wanted to get, you know, our guy a touchdown. Um, I wouldn't have threw them in the, under the bus. I feel like he might have lost his locker room um, throwing those guys under the bus. Sometimes you got to just take take the bullet for your team and keep it moving. Um, but Arthur Smith's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. You know, he's got a right to be upset. Matter of fact, with the part that a lot of people didn't even say nothing about, I think it was, a, it was one of the defensive coaches walked by, and you can see him dropping an F-bomb. Oh, yeah. And uh, at them as well. So, yeah. I, oh, there I, were a lot of those flying around that day. So, I can see both sides of it. I've been there. I've been blown out before, and it's not fun. And, um, you know, but I get it. Like I said, if I was if I was New Orleans coach, I would have took the bullet for my team and just been like, hey, that was me. Um, you know, we, we apologize. We meant no disrespect, but, you know, we wanted to get our guy in the end zone. Is it really that big a deal to get your guy in the end zone? I, I know he didn't score this season. He scored a bunch last year. I doubt he's got an incentive in his clause about if you get one yeah. touchdown, you get fifty grand more. I can't. Im- and I may be wrong. It may be in his contract, but I can't imagine it is. I just I, I equate it to in basketball. If if we're if the game's over and we back off of you, and then you step up at the buzzer and shoot a three pointer and make it, it's like yeah. come on, man. Like why, why would you do that? But I wouldn't go cuss him out, though. I'd just be like, whatever, because we're getting blown out anyway, so I'm probably disengaged anyway. I, I said yesterday, I thought if they hadn't gone victory formation, I have no problem with it. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's you, you played that stupid and, – and, and the players knew what they were doing when they came out in victory formation. Now, whether I, – I, I heard this today. If they'd gone regular, I formation, and Dennis Allen would have called timeout. Go, what the hell are you doing? Yes. I want the knee. Do it right. But they didn't do that, so he didn't have a chance to react to it. They went victory. Everybody pulls up, and Jamal Williams walks into the end zone. 
I, I, I'm not, I don't like that. And I worry about the response. They're going to play each other twice next year. And I, and I know somebody in the media made something about it with Jameis Winston who said, so what? So we play twice next year. At the end of a game next year, Atlanta, rightfully so, if I'm on the defensive side of Atlanta next year yeah. and they go victory formation, I'm not standing up and nudging. I'm firing off like I would on you know the middle of the second uh, quarter. You're going to smoke whoever's in and front of you. And I'm going to smoke whoever's in front of me. <laughs> and you know Jamal got himself a touchdown, whatever the hell that was for, okay. Yeah. But I'm smoking every New Orleans Saint on the other side of the ball the minute you go victory formation. I'm, I'm smoking every one of them. I'm not going to take out knees. I'm not doing, but I, I'm hitting it. Every one of them is going to go. What the heck just happened? Well, you know that's what that's the robberies are for. You know, um, but not like that. Yeah, you don't sneak it on them like that. That's, saying, that's my only issue was right. you know they kind of went some trickery on them like that. But um, I, I understand why. But I, I wouldn't have went in victory formation. Um, and so, but again, I just look at Dennis Allen. I, I just really feel like Dennis Allen. He shouldn't have thrown his players on the bus like that. I I, I look at man. I bet you his guys are giving him the side eye, all going to get him side eye all off season. Like, hey man, but you know yeah. they they knew what they were doing. But no, 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 it's but not like I, he I get, threw him under the bus and they they made the conscious decision in the huddle. We're going to get him a touchdown. No, no, I, I understand that part. I'm just saying to the media, he would have worn more grace with his players if he just would have been like he knew he had nothing to do with it though. But nope. been like, hey, yeah, uh, sorry about that, guys. That was that was a decision we made as a team. Now you go back in the locker room with those guys, like, hey man. Don't be disrespectful to me like that or to the opponents, guys. I get what you did, and I took that for the team, but you know, I just want to bad-mouth them in, in public. That's that's all I'm saying, no, to, just, to keep to keep my guys you know, with me. I don't know. I, you're, and you're doing it from a coach perspective, yes. and, and I get it, but I don't – your players but it's disrespectful. you out there. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Flapping Absolutely. in the wind. Absolutely. And they didn't care that you were going to have to take the heat. You were going to have to take the cussing from the opponent, opposing coach. They let you say I got my guys. Your guys didn't have you. Your guys may have had their player who didn't really need a touchdown. Correct. Again, unless there's a contract thing that got him money, Jamal Williams did not need uh, a H- touchdown. He's one of them getting in zone, which I don't get. Okay, whatever. There's lots of guys <laughs> they could have brought in some third string guy that hadn't played. Correct. And hadn't got hadn't scored all year. Right. Ever. <laughs> and gotten him a touchdown. And that Jamal's a great guy. He was yeah. in Green Bay. Jamal Williams is a great guy. And I get why the locker yeah. room likes him. But do you really are you really keeping stat count that close? Like, hey man, Jamal hadn't scored all year. We gotta get him a score. Well, they you really clear, do that. I mean, clear, obviously somebody they did. did. <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> I know. But you uh, know what? If I'm Jamal, yeah. I don't know if I don't get that hand up and go, yeah, don't do that, man. Like in the huddle, no, don't do that. That's yeah. that's not what we do. Don't do that. He wanted that touchdown. Ah, <laughs> again, it's such a nothing. Now, it is. Now, next year, if they had just played straight and gone in and scored, what does Atlanta do? Atlanta ever gets a lead, they're going to go score some more. Okay, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. But not out of that. Not out of that formation. When you've said, everybody knows, just lean. Well, I can Nobody's assure you. Nobody's taking a hit now. I can assure you, if Atlanta has them down next year, they're gonna they're oh. gonna they're gonna gonna keep scoring. Oh my! Yeah. And I would too. Yeah, they're gonna I, keep scoring, but I'm Which, gonna get them in victory formation. And you know what? If I'm winning them, Atlanta, and I go into victory formation, I'm firing off and I'm smoking the defense on on New yeah. Orleans. Well, I, even when I was at Pleasant Grove, you know, my first couple of years, the, the lean years, we were getting blasted by some people, and then we started dishing out that punishment. 
Coach Gibson, he was more so he gonna take a knee on it. I remember us defense coach, we like, man, go score again on them dudes. I, I know. I remember. When I was I, in some of those. I, I remember. I, I remember a, a so called rivalry game that we played that we got the ball down to the one and we took a knee on yep. it. And I was like, I remember yelling in a headset, "Hey man, remember what they did to us last year when yep. their fans were saying on Smokey, let's yep. go score again." But you know, that's and, and that's not a disrespect. That's just, hey man, it's a rivalry. Let's go at them. But you know, you know, he's um. He's not a pity individual like myself sometimes, so <laughs> I got a lot of respect for him on that one. <laughs> so Atlanta, if I'm, if I'm Atlanta, I'm going to be very petty. Oh, next I year. am too. Very going to be I'm, very I'm, petty. I tell you, I'm, it doesn't matter on what side of the ball I'm on. I'm going to let them know. Victory Absolutely. formation means I'm blasting some Saints. <laughs> and if I'm the Saints, you better be ready for better it. Ready? I I'm gonna not going to hit you in your knees, but I'm going to knock you off. I'm not going to hit you in the knees. I don't want to ruin a guy. I mean, you're not trying to take yeah. a guy's livelihood away. But you're going to know. But you're going. This is going to be eleven of you are going to find out just how bush league that was, was last yes. year. Absolutely. Anyway, I was just curious about what you thought yeah. from a coach's perspective because you're the only yeah. one in this who's really a head coach. And- I've I've been on both sides of it. I've been getting blasted and somebody runs up and on me, and I've and I've I, I actually never really run a score up on nobody, so I, I can't say that I I've always just hold a ball or you know get out of there. We were going to have Xavier Benson on with us today. The uh, former Pleasant Grove Hawk, who has announced that he is making himself eligible for the NFL draft, Xavier ended up out of town today. Yes. When he committed last week. He wasn't sure, but he's gone today. So we're going to try this again next week to get him on with us and, and get a chance to talk to him one more time. Yeah, I'm doing my best job to get in contact with him on Wednesday and see can we get this thing done for next Thursday. <laughs> it's on you now, Coach. It's on me. All I'm right, try to get my guy on the phone. You're the get Zay Coach. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. It's about uh, 15 minutes till top of the hour. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, we're coming at you live on the Fan 107.9, as well as for our uh, second week in January, ESPN 105.9. Quick break, we're coming back. Bush Guide, cold and smooth survival skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Still need affordable health insurance or lost your Medicaid insurance? Civic Heart Certified Navigators can answer your questions, help you complete your application, and assist you with choosing your health insurance plan before the deadline. Navigators want to make sure you receive fair and accurate assistance when enrolling in a health plan. These plans cover doctor's visits, mental health services, your prescriptions, and more. Open enrollment ends January 16th. To get assistance, call 430-529-0043. Civic Heart Navigators, here to help you and your family get covered for 20 Honey, I'm home. Hi, dear. How was your fishing trip? I didn't catch many fish, but it was good. Where did all these bugs come from? I don't know. 
know. I've been killing them ever since you left. Seems like they came out of the blue. There's another one. I can't stand this. Give me my phone. We need Pest Pro. Whatever's bugging you, Pest Pro has a plan. Keep spiders, ants, cockroaches, silverfish, and termites out of your home with Pest Pro. They also offer customized pest control for all types of businesses. Call the pros. Pest Pro Termite and Pest Control. Serving Northeast Texas and Southwest Arkansas. Click pest-pro.net. In Arkansas, cancers of the lung, breast, prostate, and colon are the leading cause of cancer deaths. Yet simple screenings can save lives, helping doctors find and treat cancer early. If you have a family history of cancer, you need to start screenings even earlier because cancer screenings can never come too soon, only too late. To learn more, visit cancer.uams.edu. Sponsored by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and UAMS. Get your taste buds ready because it's coming soon. Blue Ember Smokehouse is bringing their tender, tantalizing brisket, ribs, turkey, and pulled pork to Texarkana. And if you haven't tasted Blue Ember's signature sauces, macaroni and cheese, or baked beans, you're in for some of the best barbecue and sides you've ever eaten. Catering will be available, so start planning those get-togethers. Blue Ember Smokehouse, opening soon across from Ivan Smith on Walton Drive in Texarkana. Fresh, prime, smoked, and oh so good. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. Hey, Joe. I thought you were retired. (laughs) Living on a fixed income is tough. So here I am, an essential worker. I know. I mean, food prices are going up every day. Thank goodness for BenefitsCheckup.org. Benefits what? BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free website where people over 60 can find help to pay for food, medicine, even utilities. I got $1,200 a year in benefits. Maybe it can help you. Keeping you updated on happenings in the Twin Cities. This is 107.9 The Fan's Community Calendar. The four states' youth flyers currently covers Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana and provides youth 8 to 18 the opportunity to go flying and to educate kids of available jobs. Donations can be made at www.thenumber4statesyouthflyers.org. Call 603-417-4000 for more information. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Brought to you by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Ten minutes till top of the hour, Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. Don't forget you missed anything today. You can hear it on the Rewind tomorrow on The Fan 107.9. Not on ESPN, only on 107.9. Uh, last segment of our week here, there was a, a story that uh, hit this past week about the fact that the uh, Dallas ISD is, uh, I don't know, filing suit, filing a grievance. <laughs> you rolled your eyes with the uh, UIL over the state championship game, the refereeing that they say cost him a state title. He was holding him. Pass interference. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what we're debating about. It's right there, clear as day. <laughs> Camera, you see it. 
We're, we're debating about the fact that the official was from Port Natchez Grove. Doesn't matter. That's I mean, that's their concern. That yes. and now now you're a guy that's been involved in this. Yes. So when the officials are announced or agreed upon prior to a playoff game, you know who they are, right? Absolutely. You get the list. Correct. You agree upon it. You agree to the guys. <laughs> if there's anybody on the list you don't like, you're like, yeah, I'm good with all it, but I don't like that. I don't like yeah. back judge. He's he screwed us over before, or man, I know he graduated from the school we're about to play. Correct. I don't want him. Usually, football to me, football is a little bit easier. Basketball because you play so many games, so you try to go back to their schedule and see where they play, who did they have, you know, those type of guys, and so. Football, I mean, clearly you're not going to go out to West Texas, so you just try to find out whatever area they're probably not in. It's like, hey, this, those are the guys I agree to, you right. know. So uh, I don't really understand what they're complaining about. It, and 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 even if that guy did graduate from PNG, he still held them. Like <laughs> it's a penalty. But he wouldn't have held them if he wasn't from PNG. And if he would if the <laughs> if the defensive back was in position, he wouldn't have to hold him. Like. <laughs> It's like you lost, man. It's just you you probably caught some breaks along the way too, and, and that team that you beat didn't complain. It's just, hey man, get it back the next year. I, I get it. it. It sucks to lose. Trust me, it does. But you know, that's I that's that's doing too much. We're in a world we don't accept losing. Well, clearly. That we, we don't accept losing. Somebody screwed us over, yeah. we don't accept losing. Instead of just taking responsibility, you lost. But but it is a I, I think a disturbing thing that Dallas ISD is pushing this even further. Rather than just saying, you know, all right, it is what it was. We're, we, they made it obviously known, wow, that guy was from the school district yes. we were playing against. Hmm. But well, again, as you explained it, they had the chance to say no, and they didn't. What well, you're setting a precedent on future teams who lose, and you're going to find a way to complain and, and to really take away the shine from the team who actually won it because – do you want to win it next year? Say you knock off a Argyle or somebody. I mean, you can't play them, but I'm just saying you play those guys, right. and and those guys are going to complain about, hey, that group, that guy grew up in South Dallas. Sure, you, know, you can't. I'm I'm disappointed more so um, in Dallas ISD administration to even allow us to even get this far. Right? So, no, man, we're not we're not doing that. I, I'm my concern is this one. We keep making these games harder and harder to officiate. We know we're having a hard time finding officials who want to do pick your game, basketball, oh, baseball, yeah. umpiring, football refereeing. They they take abuse already. This is such an we're impugning the character of the guys calling the game that now we don't think that they're calling games straight because he happened to be a guy from that community He's going to call a flag, even though, as you said, it was an obvious penalty. Now every single play becomes, well, where's that official from? Correct. Well, you're questioning their people's integrity. And, hey, I'm from I'm from Marshall, but if I referee the Marshall game, I'm not I'm not going to benefit and give those guys a call. Foul's a foul. Foul's a foul. Yeah. You know, I, I'll say this. I, I, I had some poor officials last week in Tyler, and uh, I, <laughs> we, they probably missed about 10 travels after we watched the game. I saw it live. And – I didn't dispute the game, but I sent it to their to their bosses to say, "Hey, man, this is a learning tool because I don't know what these guys are watching, right? But you can see these guys taking three steps every time. So you you try to help more so than just you know rip them like that. Did you think they weren't calling the travels in an effort to help one team or the other, or because 
They just didn't call travels. I just think they were just missing the travel calls. Right. I think they're just poor officials. Right. <laughs> so and, 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 that, and that's just what we got right now. And I'm not saying all this to say, you know what, you can't challenge poor officiating. Yes. If you got guys out there that are swallowing a whistle when there's an obvious foul, when, you know, you, as a basketball guy, if we don't draw blood, there yeah. ain't going to be a foul call. I even made that comment the other day yeah. watching the Longview-Texas high game. Unless there's blood, you're not getting a call. <laughs> it, and sometimes games are officiated. A little differently. Correct. They allow a little more contact. Some other officials don't like it at all. They want to control it. Coaches and players learn to adjust to whatever the officiating crew is like. Correct. As long as they're consistent. I just I'm just disappointed, boy, that they're questioning the guy's integrity. And, yeah. and to follow up with that, I remember when we played Faith Family in the regional semifinals, the officials, you know, they didn't do captains. It was me and um, the Faith Family's coach and, and they told us, you know, when they talked to us, they said, Hey, we're gonna call it the best we can, but they said they pointed toward the paint. He said, that paint area, they said, it's a man's area. So let your players know it. All right. Hey, it's a man's area. You got to okay. play through it. And I bet you they probably called a total of maybe eight fouls that entire game. But both our teams adjusted, and we figured it out, and we played through it. And, and they told you up and front. And they told us up front. It's right. like, hey, that's a man's area down yep. there. So if you're going in there, you got to know some contact going to happen. That's so, exactly yeah. that's yeah. what we, so and, we took it as. And I'm okay with officials doing it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I loved it. You I, can I was be happy on the it. outside going, oh, man, they're missing all those foul calls. But they were honest and they communicated Absolutely. and they let you know what was going on. And so while fans may not like it, the coaches get it and yeah. the players get it and they, as you said, adjust to it. I do not like this. That's disappointing in Dallas ISD yeah. to that, do that. I mean, I get it. The coaches complaining, but to me, the, the admin up top has got to put their foot down and be like, no, we lost. And I didn't say you. We lost right. as, a, as a school district. You know, congratulations to them. Let's go get better and come back next year. I mean, that's as simple as I can make it. I, I don't I don't understand uh, why I make things more complicated next year. Because what's to stop you playing PNG next year and say you win it on a controversial call and then they'd be a sore loser. Right. Now we just setting a precedent. That's right. And we have replay at the uh at the state championship yes, games, by the way. And 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 again, I don't care how many angles you want to watch, yeah. he, he grabbed pulled, him. he pulled his jersey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, we got playoffs this weekend. So, Dwight McCowan, before we get out of here today. Give me your winners. We start on Saturday, Cleveland and Houston. Uh, I want Houston to win, so I'm going to say Houston. Okay. <laughs> Houston's a great – I'll tell you what. It's a great story. This is the one game probably everybody's going to overlook. Yes. And it may be the two best stories in the playoffs this year. Yes. It really is a, an Cleveland, intriguing game. Cleveland's defense is unbelievable. My gosh. And, and so is C.J. Stroud. Gosh, yes, he's good too. He's your rookie of the year against maybe the best defense yes, in the league. Is. Kansas City and Miami in – Frigid temperature Saturday. You know, I'm gonna be watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with Miami. I know it's crazy, but I'm really, going yes, I'm going Miami. Ooh, not Ooh. really. I'm not, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Kansas City to be honest. Well, with I don't either, but I have a lot of faith in Pat Mahomes. <laughs> uh, last AFC game has um, hello Buffalo in uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, I mean, my heart. I want I want to be Pittsburgh. I can mess with Walker, but you know, <laughs> Buffalo. But Buffalo's going to Buffalo. Win. Gonna, Buffalo. Gonna, they're going to hammer those guys. Buffalo and Baltimore may be the AFC Championship, and it may be three nothing. It yes, may be just a yes, bloody mess. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. NFC Cowboys and Packers. Dallas, big. I think uh, Packers. Yeah. Uh, don't have anything for Dallas. Uh, Tampa and Philly is Monday. Tampa's going to drill Philadelphia. I agree. And Nick Sirianni is <laughs> going to be fired Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the last one, Detroit and, and uh, uh, Los Angeles. I like. I really do like Detroit, and I, I like I like that coaching staff. I'm gonna go with Detroit. I go road team Rams. Rams. <laughs> I really think the Rams may go in there. Matt Stafford's going back. Did you hear Detroit? That's some announcement about 
guys walking in wearing Stafford jerseys will not be allowed in. Can't do that. What? That's what they're saying. No, some some. I don't think it's official. I thought you was going to say I think it's was... a fan club thing going. Oh. No Stafford jerseys going to be allowed in the stadium. I thought you was going to say they was they was coming in wearing black Air Force Ones. No. You know, <laughs> wearing black Air Force Ones it means you're ready to fight. No, means. no, no, no. <laughs> Apparently, no Stafford jerseys oh, allowed. Wow. Huh. Anyway, we're done for today. It's good seeing you again. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy your uh, your long weekend. Uh, sign with the snow, with the weather is going to be even longer yeah. weekend coming up. Stay warm, <laughs> folks. We'll be back again next Tuesday here on the Fan 1079 and ESPN 1059.